This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Rob Snow. Lily, in for Rob Snow once again. You know how you can tell it's B-Lil in for somebody. It's just the music's playing. And we're going to keep that going when we start the new show. March 7th, a week from today, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. You can groove with my jams and some politics. Today's a snow day in the nation's capital. If you didn't know that. Maybe you're listening online, maybe you're listening on the podcast, maybe you don't have kids and you don't realize it's a snow day. Not because there's a pile of snow in Ottawa, but because there's a lot of ice. Sleet last night, freezing rain, the roads were awful this morning, and in my view, given that they are responsible for the safety of children, the school boards, which run a a, a combined bus company to get kids to and from school, they decided wisely to say, you know what, we're not putting school buses full of children out on icy roads. So, the fact is, though, there have been a lot of snow days lately. My children think it's their prayers being answered, but you know what the truth is. It's not my daughter praying every night for a snow day. You know that the truth is that this is the result of global warming. That's right. We're having Ice days and snow days because of global warming. It's a fact. We don't have to debate it. And I will not let you debate this issue on the airwaves of 580 CFRA. That will not happen. Now, of course, we also know that if there's a really cold day or a cold spell or the summer's not that hot, that does not disprove global warming or climate change. But... Any weird weather event is proof of climate change. You know how it works. Well, I was a little surprised on the weekend, and I want to bring to your attention a study. And I'll have full details of this study up at the Rebel later. But a study that actually says global warming did have a hiatus. I don't know if you're aware, but the United Nations has said since 2013 that there has been a hiatus, actually since 1998, but the report came out in 2013 saying there was a 15-year hiatus in global warming. Now, people will say, well, Lily's just a skeptic. Don't listen to him. So I'm only going to quote to to you today from people that push the idea of global warming constantly. And say that we need to redo our entire world, redo our entire economy, change our entire way of life because of the science. So who's behind this latest study? Well, there's a guy named Michael Mann behind it. You may know Michael Mann from such fiction as the hockey stick graph. That graph that Jean Chrétien put into a a card and mailed to every Canadian across the country. 
that showed that the Earth's temperature had been consistent, 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 just flat like a hockey stick lying on its side. But then, boom, up it goes like the blade of a hockey stick. That's been disproven by many people. The information used in that graph was not accurate. But that doesn't matter. Michael Mann is still one of the leading climate scientists in the world. He's an academic at Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania State University, Penn State. He directs the Earth System Science Center there. He was one of many of the academics cited when the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change won the Nobel Peace Prize with Al Gore back in 2007. He's also the man who you might remember from Hide the Decline in ClimateGate, those emails that were released showing scientists talking about how to hide the decline in the Earth's warming. But the fact is, Michael Mann is still one of the top people in the climate change movement. Who else is behind this study? Because he signed off on this. He signed off on this slowdown in global warming study. Well, a guy named Benjamin Santer, he's with the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory. It's a big deal down in the States. We've got Gerard Meal of the National Center for Atmospheric Research and a guy named John Fife from the Canadian Center for Climate Modeling and Analysis at the University of Victoria. These are mucky-muck, big-name scientists in the global warming movement. And they are saying that there has been a slowdown. Now, the United Nations actually said hiatus. And I want to read to you from page 37 of the UN's IPCC technical briefing put out in 2013. It said, despite the robust, and I've, I've read this to you before on these very airways, but I want to read it again. Despite the robust multi-decadal warming, there exists substantial interannual to decadal variability in the rate of warming, with several periods exhibiting weaker trends including the warming hiatus since 1998. Now, at that point, they looked at the warming between 1998 and 2012, and they said they didn't know whether it had gone down by 0.05 degrees or had gone up by 0.15 degrees in that decade and a half. Doesn't that tell you something? The UN's Climate Change Agency says, eh, we could have gone down a little bit. We could have gone up just a little bit. We, we really don't know. The guys in the new study are saying, you know what? There is a reduced rate. They say results support previous findings of a reduced rate of surface warming over the 2001 to 2014 period. So they're extending this beyond 2012. We have almost 20 years of no global warming. I was up with the minister today, by the way, Catherine McKenna. I'm just back from Parliament Hill, where I was listening to Catherine McKenna talk about the need to go to a, a low-carbon economy. She was actually there for an announcement about something very boring related to legal arrangements surrounding the Canada-European trade agreement. But she was still there talking about how we need to move to a zero-carbon economy. By the way, did you know that Justin Trudeau flew out to Whistler just to go snowboarding this weekend? That's how you know they're serious, folks. That's how you know that people really want to go to a zero-carbon economy. 
That's how you know that they really care about climate change. When you fly to Whistler from Ottawa to go snowboarding for the day. On your dime, by the way. Have you heard about this study anywhere else? You know that if there was a study with these prominent scientists saying global warming is happening faster, that it would be the lead item on every newscast, on every radio station, on every TV station. It would be on the front page of every paper. Did you hear about this anywhere else? I did a search of Canadian media. I could not find it. The lead author is John Fife from the Canadian Centre for... Uh, let me roll up and get that name correctly. The Canadian Centre for Climate Modelling and Analysis at the University of Victoria. Canadian is the lead scientist on a major paper and nothing. Crickets. We'll get into more of this, including more BS of what is being pushed upon you. Right now, though, let's check in with Michael Kane at the BNN desk. Rob Snow on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. Brian Lilly in for Rob Snow. Unable for some reason to reach my captain this morning. Lowell Green, not answering his phone. Maybe he didn't pay his bill. That's what I'm going with. Lowell didn't pay his bill. (sighs) Was reading off to you details about this climate issue, this climate study, that you haven't heard anywhere else. Now, this is not a study of climate change deniers. This is not a study funded by the oil industry. This is a study from some of the top people in the climate change movement, in the global warming push. And they have found that there is a slowdown. They have found that global warming is not happening the way the other scientists have claimed. Have you heard about this anywhere else? Do you think this deserves news time? And other than here, I mean, have you really heard about the United Nations saying that there's been a pause in global warming since 1998? I would say that this study, the UN's findings, and other issues are worthy of consideration. If there is a pause in global warming, then I think there should be a pause in spending billions and billions and billions of dollars in having us change our lifestyle. In having us switch everything up so that we match what the our better thans say we should have. Now, speaking of our better thans, I want to bring up Leonardo DiCaprio. I did not watch the Oscars last night. But I do know that Leonardo DiCaprio finally won. Great. I hear the movie The Revenant is fantastic. Filmed, by the way, near Calgary for a good chunk of the time. And Leonardo DiCaprio experienced the Chinook, which is when the warm air comes across the Rockies from Vancouver and melts all the snow. They had one last week. We were talking with Dean Brown about what it was like there. 
Leonardo DiCaprio blamed that on climate change. Well, of course, as he's giving his acceptance speech last night, he brought up the issue of climate change once again and how we need to act now. Making the Revenant was about man's relationship to the natural world, a world that we collectively felt in 2015 as the hottest year in recorded history. Our production needed to move to the southern tip of this planet just to be able to find snow. Climate change is real. It is happening right now. Leonardo DiCaprio, who who had to travel to the farthest end of the globe, like Justin Trudeau, he believes things are happening and you need to pay for it and... You need to change your life. But not not him. Like I said, Justin Trudeau flew to Whistler for the weekend to go snowboarding. Apparently going, what is it, two hours to the Laurentians? That's not enough. That's not enough of a carbon footprint. you got to go to Whistler. Leonardo DiCaprio was filming The Revenant, part time, as I said, part of the time in Calgary. Well, give me a break. He had to go to the, the southern tip of the world to find snow. That's a little hooey. They wanted a tax credit or something. But while he was in Calgary, he kept flying down to L.A. If he cared about climate change, that wouldn't be happening. Are you tired of people like Leonardo DiCaprio lecturing you on these issues? Are you tired of the push of one side of the agenda and the ignoring ignoring of the other side, including scientists who previously have pushed global warming now saying, you know what? There's a pause. 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580. If you want to be Lowell this morning, you can be Lowell. Because he's not answering his phone, I don't think he paid his bill. So we'll take your calls now. 521-TALK, 521-8255. One of the things I wanted to mention to Lowell, because I know he's a big fan of polar bears, is that there's a study, or a, sorry, it's not even a study. It's a, it's a news story from the Canadian press out saying polar bear encounters On the rise, experts say climate change to blame for troubling trend. Manitoba government documents suggest polar bear encounters with people have reached record levels on the shores of Hudson's Bay with more mammals ending up in a specialized jail in Churchill. I thought the polar bears were dying. I thought the population was dropping. Because that's what Al Gore and the activists tell us is happening. The reality is something different. The reality is, the government, none of it, just a bit further up from Churchill, just a bit further up Hudson's Bay, they actually decided to count the polar bears. And they're rising. Their population is rising. So climate change was killing all the polar bears. Now that they found out it's not, it's polar bears are meeting with humans more often because of climate change. Do you see how this works? Climate change is the cause of everything and the reason we need to change everything, even when it's not happening. Now, if you don't believe me, let me read to you once again from the UN and then I'll get to your calls. This is page 37 of the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change Technical Briefing of 2013. This is the document that is supposed to inform all of the politicians that tell us to spend billions. It said, Despite the robust multi-decadal warming, there exists substantial interannual to decadal variability in the rate of warming. 
with several periods exhibiting weaker trends, including the warming hiatus since 1998. They go on to describe how the range in temperature change is from minus 0.05 to plus 0.15 degrees Celsius per decade. 521 Talk, 521 star 580 on Bell Mobility. I'm not sure I want to do this, but I'm hitting the button for George and Iron Pryor. Good day. I was looking into this. Yep. The, you'll find that there's the reason they're, they're changing it, they were suppressing the information that the climate change was due to sunspots. If you car- I, I've talked to uh, Professor Tim Ball, and we may do that later today. We're going to try and get a hold of Dr. Ball. He's a climatologist who has been saying sunspots and sun activity are uh, are big factors in yeah. in all of this, including the fact that it's cooling now because we're in a low mm-hmm. point of sunspots, right, George? Yep. The uh, uh, the problem with all this is is that right now, if you look at Canadian economy, gold and, and wheat becomes important because over in uh, Russia right now they got a uh, going to have the crops increase, so where are we going to sell our wheat? And if if the global cooling comes, maybe it'll destroy the Russian crop and we can sell our wheat. So that'll affect <laughs> our economy. But the, the trouble is with the gold. They're going to start this new exchange over there in Shanghai. So will we be able to even sell our gold or will our dollar collapse? Because we don't uh, have are, gold are, you back talk, in it? are you talking about gold that we mine or Canadian gold reserves? Because we don't oh, have very much. Jean Chrétien sold them off. Cause, yeah, because if we don't have the gold back in our dollar, where's the dollar going to go? Uh, they haven't had the gold backing the pound since the 1930s. They haven't had gold backing the U.S. dollar since the 70s. And I don't know when Canada came off the gold yeah, standard, but, but it was Russia, a long time ago. China and Russia will be forcing us to go that way, won't they? Uh, no, they won't. Why not? Because they're buying up all the gold and silver. All right. Well, maybe it's time for you to buy some, uh, George, and uh, make sure that you're looked after when the currency devalues. Thanks for calling. Can you give me some? <laughs> no. Thanks Damn for calling. You. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> that was easy. Yeah, that's my that was easy button. I'm having fun with it today. Asking you what you think about the this climate change study. Did you hear about it somewhere else? Should you hear about it? Shouldn't this be big news that major climate scientists have come out and said there's a slowdown, there's a pause? Major climate scientists who have been pushing this idea for decades now say, eh, not so fast. Eh, it's not really happening. Meh. 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility or 1-800-2372. I'm Brian Lilly in for Rob Snow. News at the bottom of the hour. In the meantime, check your Facebook. Make sure you're checking in with my Facebook, facebook.com slash Brian Lilly. Hit the like button so you get my feed in yours. More in moments. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Rob Snow. And Brian. Oh, forgot about my cool music. got your pumped up picks on? Oh yeah, you did. You know you did. This story that nobody else is talking about and I wanted to bring to your attention, so welcome your calls on it. 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility. And that is a number of top climate scientists now agreeing with the UN that, yeah, yeah, there was a pause or a slowdown. I mean, they'll, they'll disagree on the margins, but Global warming's not happening the way that we were told, the way that we've been sold. And it's weird because last November, 
a, sto- a, a different study from another group of academics came out, and it was everywhere. It was in newscasts. It was on newspapers. It was on websites. It was everywhere. Scientists say global warming pause not happening. Well, now we've got some pretty prominent scientists, including Michael Mann and John Fife from the Canadian Centre for Climate Modelling and Analysis at the University of Victoria, saying, yeah, the model saying everything was getting really warm really fast, not happening. Let me... Where is that? It says, results support previous findings of a reduced rate of surface warming over the 2001 to 2014 period. What did the UN say? The UN said that there's been a lot of, I won't read the the thing again. There's variability, they said, in the rate of warming with several periods exhibiting weaker trends, including the warming hiatus since 1998. Why isn't this the lead story everywhere? Why isn't this the biggest story? Instead, we've got Leonardo DiCaprio saying climate change is real, climate change is happening. Let's let's play Leo again before we get to the phone calls. Here he is. This is Leonardo DiCaprio at the Oscars last night selling you a load of BS about how he couldn't find snow anywhere. Making The Revenant was about man's relationship to the natural world, a world that we collectively felt in 2015 as the hottest year in recorded history. Our production needed to move to the southern tip of this planet just to be able to find snow. Climate change is real. It is happening right now. Not quite, Leo. To your phone calls. You want to join the conversation? It's 521-TALK, 521-8255. Mike in Manitick. You're on the Good Rob Snow Show with Bilal. Good morning. Good morning to you. It's amazing how some people spin things. Mr. DiCaprio, marvelous actor as he is, but if he couldn't find snow in the winter in around Calgary or Alberta, uh, what would be the chances of him finding it in the southern tip of, say, South uh, uh, South America, when it would be summer down there. Oh, pshaw, Mike, pshaw. Why? Well, they... Why bring that up? Why? Why, <laughs> why are you bringing up facts? I know you hate to you hate to muddle the truth with facts or the lies with facts. Ah. But, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. But I unless they like went it. to Antarctica, I don't think he found an awful lot of snow down there. Unless they were up in the top of the Andes somewhere. All right. Well, Mike, if uh, if you think Leo's a bit off, if you think we need more uh, information about this, if you think we need a pause, I want to let you know that it launched a petition. Uh, the, the site's still being built, but it's climatepause.com if you want to sign it and uh, and add your name to those that say, hey, maybe we should slow down a little bit on spending these billions. Absolutely. All right. Take thanks care, a lot. Bye. All right. Let's go to Carrie in Ottawa. Carrie, you are on the, the Rob Snow Show with Brian Lilly. Hello. Hello. Yes, this is a very interesting conversation. And one of the things that frustrates me, because I talk to some of my friends that believe they're fairly knowledgeable in this area, uh, even one of them works at Environment Canada, and they really don't have this information. And, And I guess my question to you is, and I'm doing this in the politest way possible, is why don't you ask some of your colleagues down the hall at CTV to bring these issues up on the, the 6 o'clock news? Because unfortunately, the uh, I'm retired now. The younger people are working and not hearing these kind of shows, so they don't hear this information at well, all. But the, everybody, I mean, CTV News is very good. Uh, uh, a lot of people watch that when they get home from work. It would be a very appropriate place to put something like that on. Well, that's up to them whether they put it on, but that's why I make sure that people do hear it on the radio 
We do post the podcast elsewhere. I do post. I, I, I end up posting source documents, Gary, on places like Facebook and in the Rebel. And I'm I'm just bringing up the um, the Climate Change 2013 document that I've been reading from from the UN because you, you mentioned knowledgeable people, and a lot of n- people that think they're knowledgeable will say, well, these snowstorms we're having are the result of climate change or the hurricanes. And if you go to the actual source documents, you don't have to believe me, Carrie. You can do your own homework, and I'll put this stuff out there for you. You read it, and it will talk about things like hurricanes. Are we having more hurricanes because of climate change? Well, no, actually, we're not. And on top of that, the scientists at the UN's climate change body say they have very low confidence that climate change would affect hurricanes. They have low confidence that it would affect uh, sea levels. Well, and, and this is very useful information because, I mean, unfortunately, like most of us, we're not climate change experts, so we have to listen to what people say. And, well, this is why I, I read the I read yeah, the source excellent. documents that people put out there, and, and I don't think our politicians do. I'm very impressed with Catherine McKenna, our environment minister, far more competent than the woman she was standing next to earlier this morning, uh, Christia Freeland, while I was up on the Hill making the announcement. But I, I, I think that she needs to read some of these source documents because she has repeated the false claims that climate change is driving uh, hurricanes and uh, winter storms and the like. Well, the you UN IPCC says no. At, at least, as I say, you have some influence, at least if you could email this information to someone like Catherine McKenna, who does seem to be a fairly bright person. I think it would be worthwhile. I mean, I think you're making attempts, and I appreciate that. What I would suggest is making attempts directly to the people who count. And as I say, including just walking down the hall or when you have some of your CTV colleagues interviewed on the radio, uh, ask them why they don't bring this up. I know you can't enforce that, and I know uh, uh, that's not your job, but you could at least maybe bring it up. Maybe you do, and I don't know about it. But I, I would strongly suggest that and strongly suggest, you know, emailing some of the political leaders that maybe are a bit more open-minded or astute to try, and not just in the Conservative Party, because I'm not a Conservative or a Liberal. I I, uh, I would vote on who seems to be the most appropriate at well, the time. I, I, I will try that, Carrie, and I've tried it in the past. Uh, unfortunately, on an issue like this, quite often, this is taken as a matter of faith, and I get faith. I have a re- religious faith, and some things you just take without being able to, to prove everything. But this climate change they keep saying is scientific. Well, let's look at the science. Let's walk through it together and examine the claims that they're making. So I'll keep pushing that. Thanks for the call. Okay, I appreciate it. Mark in Carp, you're on the Rob Snow Show. Yeah, hi, Brian. Now, I'm a little confused, I guess, Brian. I seem to remember skiing in 2015, but Leo thinks all ski resorts in all of North America were closed last year, apparently. What? I mean, the, the southern tip of the, of, the, of the planet just to get snow? I mean, come on. The, the arrogance of this guy and the hypocrisy is just so unbelievable. I mean, I, I actually brought myself to watch some of the Oscars for the first time in a while last night because of the uh, a lot of the controversy that was surrounding it. But uh, that speech just just topped it off. I mean, typical Hollywood, typical hypocrisy. Well, it, it, it's um, I don't know if you remember uh, if you're old enough to remember Billy Crystal doing Fernandez on Saturday Night Live, and he, he would always say, uh, "It's not how you feel; it's how you look." With these guys, it's not about the facts, it's how you feel. And they oh, feel absolutely. that this is the way it is. 
how many more followers can I get on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the first question I guess I'd ask Leo, I said, is, is, it, is it climate change or is it global warming? Because, you know, of course, initially it was all about global warming and then the, the language shifts to climate change, which, you know, when you put the two words together, it's just climate and change, which is a very natural thing. The climate over history has, has changed quite a bit. Uh, the ice age comes to mind. <laughs> and I don't think carbon emissions cause that. So No. All right. And by the way, the, this period where the scientists now say it was warming at a slower rate, which is in line with what the U.N. hiatus is, it, it, it was a time when uh, carbon emissions, which we're told cause all this, when they were rising rapidly. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, the, the emissions are going through the roof, but the temperature is not. Yeah, not not really correlating there. That's something, right. something doesn't connect. Thanks for the call, Mark. All right, Brad. When we come back, I'm going to look up some of the doc, some of the information. I'll read to you again from the source documents. We'll also get to your calls, but I'll read a bit more from the the source documents that say, yeah, hurricanes aren't happening because of because of this. And I'll also because we keep hearing it's the hottest year on record, and this was the hottest year on record, and that was the hottest year. Do you know how small a variance we're talking about? You won't believe it when I read it to you. Stick around for that. Now back to Rob Snow on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. Brian Lilly in for Rob Snow all week. We'll be talking with Dr. Tim Ball just after 12. If you don't know Dr. Ball, he is um, one of the first people to be a climatologist in Canada and someone who says... We've got it all wrong. Well, not you and me, but the other guys, like Leo. So he'll be on just after 12 o'clock. We'll also check in on some of those high school rankings that have been talking about. Dean Brown will drop by to discuss what is going on with the Senators on trade deadline day. And Bill Carroll, the new guy, he's going to join us for a long talk. I've known Bill a long time, saw him for the first time about uh, an hour ago, got to drop in, say hello to him. He'll drop by to talk, we'll mock each other on air, and we'll have a lot of fun. Now, I told you that they keep saying, well, the warmest year on record, the warmest year on record. Do you know what the the variability is? Less than a degree. It ranges from 2004, it was half a degree warmer than the, the mean average. 2014, 0.9 of a degree. These things go up and down. It is an odd thing to to mount an entire belief system on this. Now, one of the beliefs of people like our environment minister is that floods and droughts or hurricanes are being caused by climate change. And just before I get to the call, so Scott and Gloria and everyone waiting online, just bear with me. I want to read this to you. This is, again, from the technical summary, the scientific document that goes alongside the political one from the UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change under floods and droughts. This is page 112. There continues to be a lack of evidence and thus low confidence resigning, uh, regarding the sign of trend in the magnitude and or frequency of floods on a global scale over the instrumental record. Hmm. 
There is high confidence that past floods larger than those recorded since 1990 have occurred during the past five centuries in the northern and central European uh, Western Mediterranean region and Eastern Asia. They're saying we used to have bigger floods. And now they have low confidence that climate change is having a, an impact on this. What about tropical and extratropical cyclones, otherwise known as hurricanes? There is low confidence in the long-term changes in tropical cyclone activity after accounting for past changes in observing capabilities. Low confidence that this is being caused by what they call anthropogenic, anthropogenic drivers. Low confidence means that they're not, uh, you know, I can't really say. But what the heck, let's claim it anyway. Going to Gloria in Ottawa. You're on the Rob Snow Show with Bilal. Good morning, Bilo. Listen, you know what? This Liberal government is going totally against those UN figures, scientific facts that you've just quoted. First of all, we don't need a carbon tax. Canada does not have a carbon emission problem. We only emit a small amount, which is 1.5% of the world's total carbon emissions. Why are you a hater and a denier, Gloria? Oh, Sorry, that's that's just the reflex of what they will say to you coming out. Liberals don't like the facts, do they? You know? We're, we are probably close to the lowest uh, emitter of carbon in the world. And uh, I disagree with you giving uh, Catherine um, McKenna uh, a compliment there. Where are her scientific facts that this climate minister promised us she was going to give us time after time? Let's hear the Liberals' science-based facts and figures on how they, they base this carbon tax on well, so we can scrutinize them. What you, are they hiding? Do you think that we need to hear more about this study, about this study where a Canadian at a major centre is the lead author saying, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of been slowing down there, guys. Uh, it's not really warming like we said it would on our computer modelling thingies. Exactly. They're just throwing numbers in the computer and see what comes up. Oh, that looks good. We'll, we'll try that and see if we can, uh, we can rip more money out of, out of people's wallets. That's, that's all they're doing. This carbon tax is nothing but a tax grab. Do, before I let you go, uh, Gloria, do you think that most people know that it's all based on computer modeling, that it's not based on observational records? Absolutely not. They do not know. They're, they're, they're just running around like the liberals are, like chicken little, and like the sky is falling. They're, they're totally ignoring the facts. And another thing, too, is uh, I, these uh, climate, real climate scientists are not getting the airplay that they should to notify the people. Well, we'll be bringing Tim Ball on just after... Uh, 12 o'clock today, so make sure yes, you stick and, around and for I that. Yes, and I hope everybody is listening. I really right. do. It's time. Uh, go to climatepause.com. Sign the petition, Gloria. Thanks a lot for your time. Thank you. All right. Where to now? Scott in Barhaven. Scott, you're on the Rob Snow Show. Well, I'd like to start off, Brian, by saying Leonardo DiCaprio is an actor. <laughs> he acts. He doesn't do anything he does. else. And, and, and a good one. Let, let me, I, good, I, I like I going like to his see acting. his movies. I like his acting I, now. I wasn't is, watching the Oscars last night. I was watching another activist actor, Matt Damon. But I like his acting. There 
there you go. I do like his acting. Okay, now let's stick to some science because this has been a passion of mine. I tell the, by the way, you're not going to get much traction on this. This has been going on for a while, the denying part. Uh, let's talk well, about I, the I just wanted to bring it up because it's now Michael Mann. I mean, Michael freaking Mann yeah. is saying that it isn't warming up the way we've been led to believe. 300 to 400 parts per million is how much the CO2 has changed in the atmosphere. Big whooping deal. There's been periods in Earth's history when the CO2 level has been far higher than that, and it's been a lot cooler. Ice core samples in the north have shown for years that CO2 lags behind heat by 800 years. So it's a byproduct of heat. It doesn't create the heat that we're talking about here. If you go on YouTube, Google, you do any of this, you type in global warming, you're going to get more scientists talking against it than talking for it. I never understood where their 97% consensus came from. Well, neither, uh, neither do I. If you look up the uh, global warming hiatus, you get a number of scientific papers talking about the influence of the Pacific Ocean in the pause. And, right, and, 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 yet, yeah, and yet we're told there's no pause. Well, the other thing is there's a lot of them sitting in front of Congress. I watch one hearing after another with these scientists, meteorologists, sitting in front of Congress saying to them, look, we don't know. That's what I heard most. We don't know. And why would we assume they do know? They can't predict the weather for the next five, six days. You're going to tell me that these scientists are going to be able to tell us the, the percentage, because this is what this whole argument's about. It's not about climate change. It's about how much man is influencing climate change. So nobody has been able to pick out that number. They think that we're the dominant force in what's going on right now, which is the most well, ridiculous thing in the world. We'll talk to Dr. Ball after 12 about the in- issue of sunspots. Scott, thanks for the call. No problem. Leo in Ottawa is calling in about the economy. Is it that, Leo? Are you calling in about your Oscar win last night, Leo? This is not the movie star. Okay. Brian, you know what? That was the worst Academy Awards program that I've ever seen. Well, I'm glad I didn't watch. And I've seen a lot of them. Now, first of all, what the hell are girl guides selling cookies? They come off stage, they go into the audience, and they're selling cookies. (laughs) I didn't see that. You didn't see that? No, yeah, I, I was and, watching and, The Martian. And Lee and uh, Chris Black says, Chris to Rock. Leo, he said, you're making millions of dollars. Come on, dig deep in your wallet. I said to myself, what a cheap shot. I mean, come on. That is the worst, like I said, the worst I've ever but seen. We, what you, I would have liked to have seen is a Lifetime Achievement Award given, say, to uh, Doris Day or somebody. You know, go down to their place or, and do, put it on film and show us that instead of these stupid cartoons. At least you got to hear Leo's views on, on climate change, though, Leo. What climate change? You must have liked that, though. Oh, I loved it. No, I didn't. No, and he is a good actor. I like him as an actor. But, I mean, uh, he was up here recently, and uh, he was talking about climate change, and him and Gore should get together and, su- and su- you know, go up north. Well, they can uh, they can fly out together. Yeah. All right. There was no substance in that program. Okay. It was, so it was the I, worst I've seen. I'm just told that the girl guides were from uh, the troop that Chris Rock's daughter it's, belongs yeah. to. So that's why he brought them out. Excellent. Yeah. You know, hey, if I could get my daughters to sell that many girl guide cookies by uh, abusing my position, I might. Thanks for the call, to do Leo. With the Academy Awards. Oh, very no. little of it does. Thanks for the call. I'm Brian Lilly, sitting in for Rob Snow.
Join the conversation if you want. 521 Talk. News at the top of the hour on News Talk 580 CFRA. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Rob Snow. Brian Lilly, in for Rob Snow. Been telling you about the issue of climate change and how the UN, the UN has said for a number of years that there is a hiatus in warming. Now even Michael Mann, the guy behind the hockey stick, the infamous hockey stick, is saying, you know what? There's a pause. Things have slowed down. It's a new study that Michael Mann signed off on, led by John Fife, who is with uh, the Canadian Climate Agency at the University of Victoria, published in the journal Nature and ignored by the media. They didn't ignore the similar study that said, oh, there is no pause, but they're ignoring this one. So I welcome your calls on that. 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility, or 1-800-580-2372. And I welcome you to sign the petition at climatepause.com. If you think that, hey, there's a pause in global warming, let's take a pause in spending billions to revamp our economy. But right now, I want to introduce another topic. Listen to this. The United Nations has just elected Syria to a high-level position that involves human rights. This happened last week. Check this out. And, uh, His Excellency Ambassador Bashar Jafari of the Syrian Arab Republic as rapporteur. If I hear no objection, I will declare these representatives elected by acclamation to their respective posts. I hear none. It is so decided. All right. That is a video posted by UN Watch, a group that watches how the United Nations functions. Syria elected to a post on the Decolonization Committee. The Assad regime elected to a post on the Decolonization Committee. Right now at the UN, today, they're having Qatar, a member of the UN Human Rights Council that also has slave labor, hosting a cultural event today. Isn't that great? The UN, such a fantastic organization. We'll get in more details on that. For now, back to your calls on the issue of global warming and whether you're being lied to. Are you being misled? Are you are you not being told the whole truth because the media won't report when several prominent scientists come forward and say there's a pause? Jacob in Montreal. You're on the Rob Snow Show with Bilo. Yes, hello, Ryan. Um, Lowell Green, you were mentioning Lowell Green. He mentioned uh, on his show over the years many times, but... Uh, this this happened maybe I don't know less than a year ago, and I wanted to get more information. Unfortunately, he left. The, he's no longer there. But um, well, said, we, we were supposed to join him today, and I and I can read you quick the the email he sent. He couldn't. He, all circuits were busy. They said we couldn't connect with him. He couldn't call out. But he did say he knew we were going to be talking about this. He said he's been coming to Grand Bahama Island for 51 years. He writes the ocean has not risen anywhere close to a centimeter during that time. 
fewer hurricanes in the last decade than since 1800s. Only thing that's increased, panic in the Weather Channel. Actually, yeah, not, not much as that, but taxes. Uh, he mentioned <laughs> something, yeah, he mentioned something about um, a prediction back in 2006, I think, that by 2013 the uh, polar ice caps would melt or something to that effect, and yep. it didn't come true. In the 1990s, I think uh, David Suzuki was mentioning all kinds of disasters if we don't clean up our act by 2013, and none of that came true either. He went on and on about a, a number of different predictions that were made, none of which came true, by the way. And so as a scientist, I mean, if you were a scientist and you, you see that your theory it's supposed to predict something, and it doesn't predict it. Well, it's time to change your theory. That's the scientific approach. He also, by the way, um, and Leonardo DiCaprio mentioned something about uh, this was the hottest year on record, 2015. Not so. Lowell Green mentioned in 1936 that was the hottest year on record, period, uh, even beating anything that, that happened in 2015. 1936, we're talking like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, okay, so now I just want to mention something interesting here. Uh, again, this, is, this was brought up before. This is nothing, this is not my, these are not my own concepts. But the thing is, uh, there are all kinds of fluctuations that happen in nature. Nature adapts, you know, uh, to, to, to twists and turns and, and all the different things that happen with the creatures in nature, including man. Man is part of nature. Now, if you believe that man is part of nature, right, then what he puts into the atmosphere, into the ground, into the water, within certain limits, obviously, right? We have to, you know, delineate what those limits are. But certainly when it comes to a natural substance, the earth can certainly adapt, right? The example I typically use is if beavers, for example, now, uh, you know, fell more trees than they usually do, what's nature going to do? Well, there are all kinds of compensatory mechanisms, for example, uh, decreasing the fertility of beavers, increasing the, the predators of beavers, uh, increasing the proliferation of trees. There are all kinds of compensatory mechanisms that nature would, would, would engage in order to, to correct the situation of beavers felling more trees. Well, it's a similar thing with, with, the, with the climate and with carbon dioxide levels, et cetera, et cetera. Things go up and they go down, and, they, and the overall effect is beneficial to mankind. And the world, the world will not be destroyed by what man puts into the atmosphere, again, within reasonable limits. We're talking carbon dioxide, not things we're, like we're automobile... Talking- yeah, not not things like automobile exhaust, trihalomethanes, or the the air, or the or the earth and water pollution from various artificial substances. We're not talking about that. We're talking about things within the natural realm of man. There is far more CO2 released by the oceans than all of man's activities put together since the beginning of the industrial revolution. These are all facts. We'll get into more of those facts later on. Thanks for the call, Jacob. Okay, you're welcome. Don't forget, uh, Dr. Tim Ball joining me after. 12 o'clock, and in Ottawa, you're on the, the Rob Snow Show. I really wish that these Hollywood bozos would just stick to Hollywood and stop trying to screw with our lives with this garbage. I, like, I don't know, what is it? Is it because they're rich? They figure... That, that is what it is. And it, but... it, it, it's like, um, it, it's a bit of guilt associated with being wealthy. It's a lot, and like the rich people that get rich and then decide everyone needs to be a socialist. I mean, they're screwing with economies of the world. Look, look at this garbage that this is based on that liberals seem to love. Like you said, well, send information. To, you, you, you can send all the information you want to a liberal. They're, they're not changing their tune because they want the tax money from this. And that's all it's about. It's not well, about anything. And it's a belief system for them. Well, I mean, the whole thing is so ridiculous. Whatever happened in the good old days when we just had weather? For God's sakes. I, I've lived in Ottawa my whole life. 
we had cold winters, we had warm winters, we had winters where we got a lot of snow, we had winters where, you know, we didn't get a lot of snow. It, the sky was not falling. People just, like, there's different effects. And and just to show you what an idiot this stupid is, that's my pet name for him, uh, he, he's in Alberta, and he said, well, oh, it's warm here because of uh, global warming. Yeah, because of the Chinook doofus. All he had dummy. to do was ask a local. I know, but all the, he had to do, Anne. None of this is based on information that he just shoots off his mouth like that. I mean, I I didn't listen to the whole show. I was just flipping around the channels, and the show went long. And I'm like, oh, shut your pie hole! Like, I'm so sick of this garbage. And you know, as to CTV, every single person who works there comes out with this climate change garbage. So it's sort of like that's the well, party line. They're not allowed to say anything else. I've, I, I've heard. I haven't heard one of them deny it not one most journalists are just going to take what they get from the wires and the wire services won't carry this story and you know we can't all be scientists and we can't all have huge amounts of time to read the source documents but that's why i'm here i read the source documents and then i bring you the information that it says like the warming between 98 and 2012 was somewhere between minus 0.05 degrees and plus 0.15 0.15 degrees. Somewhere in there, Anne. I mean, like, take your pick. This is just complete social engineering. That's all it is, and it's, it's ridiculous. And, like, there's someone running this hoax. That they've got a lot of vested interest in it. You know, people that are making money. Like, Well, they were think- just celebrating one of the architects uh, of it a little while ago. His name's Maurice Strong, yeah, Canadian, yeah. Uh, who ended his, uh, spent his last years in China. Um, Justin Trudeau's favorite country other than Canada. Thanks for the call, Anne. Okay, bye. Oh, by the way, yeah, I keep forgetting to mention Justin Trudeau, who believes so much in climate change that we all need to act, flew to Whistler for a day of snowboarding. He's apparently back in Ottawa, but Saturday was in Whistler. Up snow on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. It does get tiring being right. It does get tiring having to dig into the documents and pull out facts and say, look, they're just wrong, folks. Christian Freeland, our international trade minister, made an announcement with Catherine McKenna, the environment minister, earlier today about expanding Canada trade, Canada's trade while protecting the environment. How are they going to do that? Well, they renegotiated part of the Canada-European Trade Agreement, CETA. And listen to Freeland talk about, about how good this is. We get to have more regulations. To the investment chapter to reflect the shared intent of Canada and the EU to strengthen our provisions on the right to regulate, to establish a revised process <sighs> for selection of tribunal members to adjudicate disputes. <sighs> We have some more detailed commitments. Boring as can be. And And shocking as well. The European Union agreed that we need to have more regulation. How does this relate to the environment, what we're talking about today, the the studies showing that there's a pause? Well, the EU is climate change mad. They are global warming mad. 
And if you haven't heard about this, um, they're in the middle of doing a um, a referendum on Britain, in Britain, on whether they should stay in the EU or leave. There's a story in the Daily Mail on the weekend that they are holding off on new regulations to ban powerful toasters and kettles. The EU is ready to ban toasters and kettles that work fast, that are powerful, because they want to ban them for the reason of climate change. But they don't want to ban them yet because that will drive the Brits nuts. They like their tea and toast. And they will vote to leave the EU. And I thought, well, this is crazy. And that I keep reading on in the story, and it talks about how they banned powerful vacuum cleaners. And I said, what? And I went and I looked it up. Yes, they banned powerful vacuum cleaners. You cannot have a powerful vacuum cleaner in Britain because it uses too much energy. This is the madness of the movement. Meanwhile, I'll look at the facts. Fact is... We've got yet another study, including people like Michael Mann saying there's been a slowdown in global warming. The United Nations saying there is a pause, a hiatus in global warming. Why aren't you hearing about that elsewhere? John in Rockland, you're on the Rob Snow Show with Brian Lilly. Good morning, Brian. Good. Now, you keep talking about those studies. Where do I go and find them? Because I can't. Well, you'd have to pay for them. Uh, but I'll have uh, documents uh, or copy about this up at the the Rebel shortly. In fact, I just hit refresh. Okay, it's not fully up there yet. It will be. They've got my they've got my script. They've got my copy. They're editing it now. It'll be up shortly at climatepause.com. And I know that James Dellingpole, who um, follows this file for Breitbart, he has a story up on Breitbart.com uh, about it. And let me just read to you. From part of it, it says, It has been claimed that the early 2000s global warming slowdown, our hiatus characterized by a reduced rate of global surface warming, has been overstated, lacks sound scientific basis, or is unsupported by observations. The evidence presented here contradicts those claims. That's from the latest paper in Nature Climate Change Journal. Okay, now, if I want to go to Rebel, um, so I'm not too an expert on so I go to just Computer, go to rebel.com. Uh, no, no, the rebel.media, or for this one, you just go to climatepause.com. Oh, okay. Climatepause.com will take you to this. Uh, give it about an hour or so, and uh, the petition's up there now, but the actual story documenting this, that'll be up there shortly. A second question. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we often hear about global change uh, or global uh, warming. I know that how old the Earth is. What I'm trying to find out, how many times... Has the Earth frozen and thawed over time? And well, th- that I don't know, but I do know of certain periods, such as there was uh, the medieval warm period, there was the mini ice age in the 1700s, early 1800s. Uh, that's why Dickens' description of Christmas is so different from what Britons experience today. Uh, I know that when I was on a cruise to Alaska a couple of years ago, John, speaking with locals that they brought onto the ship to native elders to talk about the uh, the ice sheets. They said, oh, yeah, they've come and gone over the years. They go, they retract, they come in, they go out. They weren't blaming it on global warming. They said they've seen it so many times over their history. And that's what I, you know, when I talk to people, the first thing they say, well, how many times that happened then? And I don't have the answer. Yeah. And this is where I'd like to hit them with an answer and say, 
the Earth I, is. I, I'm going to be doing global warming stories all week, John. So I'll try and look that up for you because there's a big global warming push on this week with a conference at the end of the week in uh, Vancouver. Yeah, because the biggest problem I find is that our kids are being brainwashed by teachers. And this is when you meet young kids and you hear them. This is nice when right, people such as me you know, can answer them and say, well, why don't you look here and find out another side instead of, because teachers have become gods. Keep listening through uh, 12 o'clock, and I'll ask Dr. Tim Ball some of this uh, when he comes on. Thanks for the call. You're welcome. Before we are done at the bottom of the hour, let's go to Bonnie in Ottawa. You're on the Rob Snow Show. Hi, Brian. Hi, Bonnie. Your thoughts on all of this? Um, I just would like to comment on something that is missing from most or almost all of the conversations on climate change, and that is animal agriculture. Um, the amount of methane produced by animals that we raise for food mm-hmm. far exceeds a lot of these uh, industries that are, are you know, being uh, blamed for global warming. Well, met- uh, methane is a, a, a supposed greenhouse gas as well, Bonnie. Right. So the amount of methane produced from the excrement of farm animals that we, you know, we produce, we feed uh, to feed, to put food on our plate. Uh, there's an interesting documentary who actually, interestingly enough, Leonardo DiCaprio is an executive producer of. It's called Cowspiracy. And uh, the gentleman that made it, uh, I can't remember his name, but um, he interviewed with uh, just about all of the big um, environmentalist groups in the state, Sierra Club, Greenpeace, all of them. I uh, could not get a straight answer from any of these organizations about the impact that animal agriculture has on our climate and our planet. And it's missing from all of the conversations. And well, uh, let, let me inject it in. We're just about at the, uh, at the bottom of the hour news. So let me say this, Bonnie. Uh, food animal production has been going up, which means cow farts have been going up. They've been increasing. And... We're still having this slowdown in global warming, so there is a claim that it's having an effect. I would say the science doesn't back it up there either. Thanks for the call. Five two one talk five two one eight two five five star five eighty on Bell Mobility or one eight hundred five eight zero two three seven two if you want to join the conversation. I'm Brian Lilly, and for Rob Snow, this is News Talk five eighty CFRA. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Rob Snow. Yeah, I'm sure dancing again. It's happening. Kept playing pumped up kicks, but got to change it up now and again. Brian Lilly in for Rob Snow. You get what you give, you know. I'm giving Leo DiCaprio a little bit of a raspberry today after his speech at the Oscars last night. Maybe we should remind people what he said. I just tweeted out uh, a picture that someone tweeted at me. So I did a retweet of a picture and it's DiCaprio on his yacht. And this is a guy that flies around the world and has the biggest yacht, and yet he's lecturing the rest of the world on climate change. And I just find that bizarre. And Dave just got up and walked away. Oh, I was going to ask him to play that clip. 
Can we? Are we able to play the Leonardo DiCaprio clip again? Okay, here we go. This is Leonardo DiCaprio at the Oscars, which I'm sure he flew into from his yacht, talking about how we need to act. Making The Revenant was about man's relationship to the natural world, a world that we collectively felt in 2015 as the hottest year in recorded history. Our production needed to move to the southern tip of this planet just to be able to find snow. Climate change is real. It is happening right now. And that's why he flies around the globe on jets powered by cow farts. No, not cow farts. Those increase global. Pixie dust. Pixie dust. Yes. Because that does not increase global warming. Reminder, we'll have Dr. Tim Ball on, an actual climatologist, at 12.05 after the news at the top of the hour. If you have actual questions you want me to ask them, I'm taking notes, so send me your thoughts or call in. It's easy to do. 521-TALK, 521-8255. Tim in Renfrew, you're on the Rob Snow Show. Yeah, I just wanted to talk to uh, you, and maybe you could help me out and do a little bit more investigative research on this. Okay. Um, Like... uh, like uh, Quebec, I don't know if uh, people, uh, the rural people of Ontario are in for a real shock when this uh, climate uh, tax comes in, because uh, most people don't know that they had to register their wood stove in Quebec as of December the 22nd. Yeah. Have you heard anything about this? Well, I know Montreal did. I didn't know that it was across Quebec. Yeah, it's, it's going across the board. Everybody has to register their wood stove and, and convert the chimney they're estimating a cost of 2000 to 8000 depending on... Now, again, I, I can't find out if that's for just the material or, you know, I can't imagine going into someone's house and ripping a wood stove chimney out of the... Cons- out of the considering the number of wood stoves, I'm surprised that hasn't led to riots and revolution in Quebec. Well, again, you know, like, it affects rural people. Do you know how many people where I live uh, depend on wood? Because, number one, they get it for free. So, you know, I can see why the government wants that to end. Yeah. But yet all these companies like Evaco in Quebec gets a, a free pass on their carbon credits. Any of the major players that could say, screw you, we're going to leave. Oh, well, it's okay. We're not going to bother you guys. Or well, they I, I, wish, some... I wish Kathleen Wynne would take that attitude because her policies have actually led to jobs leaving the province. Well, now they did give a four-year moratorium on... Uh, on the hydro, like I, I, I didn't, can't remember the exact list of companies, but there are some companies that are getting a four-year for because for she's free. already driven a bunch out with the high cost of electricity. I forget the name of the company. It was up towards North Bay. They uh, he shut down his operation and moved to Quebec because he couldn't afford the energy cost anymore. Now the guys live in Ontario, drive across to Quebec to uh, to go to work. When you have the, the head of Chrysler Canada standing up in the province saying that you're not competitive with your electricity, that pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? It does. Thanks for the call, Tim. Thanks, Brian. Frank in Ottawa. Frank, if I can hit this button. Can my fingers work? There we go. Frank in Ottawa. You're on the Good show. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. An excellent topic. Well, thank you. The Are you hearing time... about this any anywhere else, this new study oh, saying that God. there's a, a pause? Listen, the first guy you got to kick his ass right out is this guy, Gerald Butt, that's the chief executive officer in the PMO's office uh, for I Trudeau. forget what his official title is, but yeah, he's, he's, he's you know, the guy that whispers in Trudeau's ear. 
he was the chief executive officer of the World Wildlife Federation of Canada. Mm-hmm. He was the executive down in uh, Wynne's government, or McGinty's government, that put in this Clean and Green Energy Act. Oh, he brought you those windmills, didn't he? He's wrecking Ontario. He'll come up here. He'll wreck Canada. He's an avowed signed on that fossil fuels should remain in the ground no more by 2050. I I know. I know. He wants a zero-carbon economy. He didn't say we need to change the way the pipeline routes work. He didn't say we need to uh, make them safer, Frank. He said we need to make sure we don't have pipelines. Those are his goals, and he's on the record for that. And he's driving Trudeau and the whole government, and until he's out of there, and you listen to uh, Kevin O'Leary, and it's, it's you know, his mind and, and getting Canada going economically, as long as butt is around, forget it. We are going nowhere in Canada. Now, Frank, can I ask you a question? What did you do on the weekend? Did, um, did you fly to Whistler? To, oh, yeah, to go I had snowboarding. a great time out there. Sure. Yeah. Did you, you flew to Whistler just like Justin Trudeau did? Oh, yeah. Why not? You just fly around, government expense. You're going out there anyway on a big conference, so that's government expense, isn't it? So in this way, you know, uh, carry on a little Mike Duffy there. Why not? Just a little side trip there to Whistler. Hey, I Look, I, I, I do not begrudge the man having a vacation. He has a stressful job, just like I didn't begrudge Stephen Harper going to a baseball game with his kids. And when these guys travel, of course, they got to go on the government jet. But this is a man that's telling us we've got to change our ways for climate change, Frank. And I'm sorry, but flying to Whistler for the weekend to go snowboarding doesn't show that you're concerned about climate change. It shows you're concerned about having the biggest carbon footprint in the country. Exactly. Now, another couple of things. Okay, quickly. Okay, mass communications capability around the world. So within minutes, any floods, any major weather disturbances can be flashed around the world, and immediately it shows up on TV. There was a time when any of those things, you had to go to the movie theaters to see that kind of thing as part of the clips ahead of the main uh, movie that's showing. Now you see this stuff every day, and it's pushed at you and pushed at you, where before, yeah, it happened, but you didn't, uh, you know, it didn't, didn't uh, come up on the news clips. The other thing is advertising. These uh, outfits, Green, uh, Greenpeace and all the others, have got the advertisers so feared to death of advertising on uh, or cutting out their advertisement that, yes, uh, CTV run what they should be running, and they would lose advertising like crazy. Well, I, I'm running it here, Frank, so I don't know. They, I they, they, haven't, they haven't run in and pulled me off the air yet. Not, not so. on the radio such as yours, but right. uh, mass communication. And, of course, you got the greatest prostitute of all in CBC there, you know. Okay. $150 million prostitute, you know. Now, now it sounds like you're describing the cover of my book about CBC. We'll have to leave it there. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Frank. You're very welcome. Let me remind you, Frank mentioned floods. This is the U.N.'s technical document, page 112. Low confidence that floods and droughts are the result of climate change. 
low confidence that tropical and extratropical cyclones are the result of man-made climate change. We'll talk to Dr. Tim Ball in just a few minutes. More of your calls in a few minutes. Now back to Rob Snow on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. The petition up at climatepause.com, that's climatepause.com, reads, With new scientific evidence supporting the United Nations claim that there has been a hiatus in global warming, we, the undersigned, demand that the global push by governments in this country and around the world to radically alter our economy and spend billions on global warming projects be halted. If you agree with this, you can sign the petition climatepause.com. We'll have more on that up throughout the rest of the day. That's part of the rebel.media. For now, taking your calls and at 12.05 speaking to Dr. Tim Ball on this issue of climate change. And the new study that says, yeah, it's kind of slowed down. It's not happening the way the computer model said. By the way, lead author, a Canadian scientist. Charles in the... Hold on. Got to get this right. Charles in the PN. You're uh, on the Rob Snow Show with Brian Lilly. Uh, Yes, Brian. I called in to uh, comment on your uh, comment about the uh, Little Ice Age. I believe it started at... uh, in 1315, I think you mentioned it started in the 1700s. So if I may, I'd like to comment on the temperature change for the last uh, 1,400 years. Uh, first of all, the medieval warm period, when it was 2 degrees warmer, lasted from about 800 to about 1315. And then the Little Ice Age lasted from 1315 to the middle of the 1800s. And in fact, uh, the plagues that decimated the population of Europe were very much exacerbated by the fact that it was very cold in Northern Europe, and uh, this uh, exacerbated the effect of the the plagues in the middle of the Little Ice Age. And recently, since the 1800s, we have been in a slightly warming trend, but it has definitely not been a straight line. It has been up and down, just like the stock market has been lately. Okay. Hold on. I just went with... What I knew about the the Little Ice Age was three very cold periods that scientists have pointed out, including 1770 and 1850, and that's what I was pointing to. So I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying those were the the figures that I was using. It did last about 500 years. So it got cold. It was warm before that. It's getting warmer now. I think we'll survive. I think we will. It didn't. It started very suddenly. I have no idea why. I've never been able to read any reason why it started so suddenly in 1315, but apparently it did. May I make one other comment? Sure. Okay. I wrote. I have written to our uh, uh, Catherine McKenna, our uh, Environment Minister of uh, and Climate Change. I quoted uh, Dr. Patrick Moore. You know who Dr. Patrick Moore is? I know him well. Yes. Founder of Greenpeace. Anyhow, uh, two quotations. These are quotations from Dr. Patrick Moore. Uh, There is no historical correlation between temperature and carbon dioxide. Uh, Even my granddaughter knows that. She drew a graph of it, which I uh, forwarded to uh, Ms. McKenna. A second comment was more interesting. He commented on the 400 parts per million of carbon dioxide. He said that level is starvation level for plants and trees. And we should be trying to at least double, if not triple, 
the amount of carbon dioxide in our air. You know, Dr. Moore is an actual scientist, yes. just like Dr. Ball that will be coming up after 12 o'clock is. One of the reasons that he left Greenpeace, and he's told this story on, on this program, he was on with me a little while ago, uh, back in November, early December, I believe. I think maybe that's where I heard it. Uh, was he said that, that Greenpeace stopped following science and started following feelings. Uh, at one point, he said they wanted to uh, eliminate a, one of the elements off the periodic table. He said, you can't do that. <laughs> this is the way it goes. Charles, thanks for the call. Thank you. Roger in Drummond, you're on the Rob Snow Show. Your thoughts on this? Well, good morning, uh, Brian. Good morning. Well, I got lots of thoughts on this. Uh, um, you know, like people like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Justin Trudeau, um, uh, Al Gore, uh, David Suzuki, and all these do-gooders that tell me, uh, do as I say, not as I do. I mean, I, I have absolutely no respect for them. I haven't had any respect for them for years. Uh, and the idea that, uh, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio is so concerned about global warming, like you discussed earlier, well, gee, why are you flying back and forth, Delhi? Why don't you have a nice little cabin up in Alberta somewhere until the movie's done, you know? And, and li uh, live up in Fort Mac. Whatever. But, you know, uh, 65 million years ago when the dinosaurs roamed this earth, uh, Brian, I, I'm just, um, I might be wrong about this, but I've been uh, spending a lot of time checking things out and uh, Doing a, watching a lot of these documentaries over the years and trying to educate myself. Apparently, the carbon monoxide counts uh, were about 2,000 times higher than they are today. And that's why you got grasses and uh, that were probably 30 feet high. We had vegetation that was just something that we'd never see again. And that's probably why we got most of our fossil fuels, especially oil, you know? Uh, you know, those, those are... I, I love the um, scientific explanations that... Um tell us facts of things that we can't verify because none of us were there. We're speculating. That's we're right. speculating on all of it. We're speculating on what the temperature was 1,400 years ago. We don't know for sure. Well, I but guess this is they... taken as gospel truth, uh, Roger. I mean, by the um, Mark Stein was on a while ago talking about this issue, and he's just back from a tour of Australia when he recovers. I hope to have him on in a day or so to talk about this issue um, because he's fought with Dr. Mann. In the past, the, man, the, the scientist that's now saying, yeah, there is a pause, and, and he points to the fact that there's a tree in the Gaspé Peninsula that they use to try and tell us, based off its tree range, the temperature of all of the northern hemisphere from centuries ago. Okay, Brian, like, I, like I'm going to just give you a couple more things here. Like, where are my wife and I? We, are, we're, we have 100 acres of land up here in Lanark, and 85 acres is bush, trees, Okay. I, we burn with wood. I've been burning with wood for for as long as I can remember. And when I'm cutting these trees too, I always like to count uh, the growth rings in them. And depending on what species, whether it's a, a you know like a spruce or an elm or an ash or whatever, you know, you start to educate yourself a bit about different uh, years and, and and how things have evolved. And it could be maybe more carbon in the atmosphere this year than than the, the year before, or maybe the temperature difference, less rain, whatever. There's all kinds of variances. But I want to want I wonder like. How do I get on, on on this gig about, because we've got 85 acres of trees, so maybe it's time that we start selling some of our carbon credits, maybe some people that, you know, even for a better price than the market has, so that people can live, uh, you know, a little bit easier, like especially with this, uh, I'm not sure if they raised the gas yet in Ontario, they know they raised a lot of other oh, things. Oh, they will be, yeah. I don't think it's happened yet. But I mean... Uh, so how do we how do we get in on this gig? You know, because that's what it is. It's a big stinking gig, just like you know the Y two K was back in two thousand before the century turned. And then, well, well, even the most famous one, I guess we'll call it uh, 
acid rain. What happened to all the lakes? What happened to all the acid? Did it disappear? You know, this, you know what it is uh, I'm getting down to, Brian? This has been one scam after another, and I am a pretty good hist- uh, student of history because I, I have an award here from history, and I spend a lot more, my whole life, that free time, learning about history and going back thousands, hundreds of thousands of years, and then going back from civilization to civilization. Well, when mankind decided to evolve and become uh, social and be decided some type of social structure, then somebody decided they were a little bit more powerful than the other, so they decided to start throwing all these different things out. And this is how our, our society is lived, by a couple of these elitists who can tell us how to live. Meanwhile, they, while they pilfer our, our, our wallets and, and destroy our lives. All right. Roger, thanks for the call. Thank you. Got to run now. Almost out of time. News at the top of the hour. And at 12.05, we will talk to Dr. Tim Ball, climatologist. But I want to remind you about the petition. If you want to sign it, it's at climatepause.com. And the petition reads, with new scientific evidence supporting the United Nations claim that there has been a hiatus in global warming, we, the undersigned, demand that the global push by governments in this country and around the world to radically alter our economy and spend billions on global warming projects be halted. Another study coming out supporting the U.N. claim that there has not been warming. The U.N. says since... 1998, this new study looks at 2001 to 2014. We have had almost 20 years of no warming, people. 20 years of no warming. And yet we're still being told we've got to radically alter our life. We have to have a cap-and-trade system, which means more money at the pumps. Kathleen Wynne's going to pick our pockets to deal with climate change that stopped in 1998, with global warming that stopped in 1998. We're going to be having a meeting of the Prime Minister and the Premiers at the end of the week to put a a floor price on carbon. Thank goodness for Saskatchewan's Brad Wall, who is the only Premier standing up to this. If you want to have your say, climatepause.com. Sign up to the petition now. I'm Brian Lilly in for Rob Snow. Back after this.